All right. Welcome back to the Power Six Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose. All right. What's up, guys? Back at it with the second edition of the Offseason Podcast. Uh, Yeah, I don't really know what we're going to talk about tonight. I didn't read the agenda. So, Max, let's get this show on the road. Yeah, we're we're winging it tonight. A lot of uh, unique topics in uh, the wild card topic tonight. We'll get into that. Going to be fun. We'll review Barch Madness as well. But we'll start off with some offseason college football talk. So start with uh, Nebraska football. I'm actually just going to sort of keep this simple here. But the QB battle is heating up from what I'm seeing. To my surprise, I'm actually seeing a lot of people saying that Jeff Sims is now the front runner for the the starting position over Casey Thompson. That's what some sources are saying. I've heard that a lot too. I don't, you know, I haven't really been keeping track of the Huskers in the offseason that much. You know, the little snippets I hear on a was it sixteen twenty? Yes, I heard, sir. I heard that a little bit. Um, yeah, it sounds like he might be the front runner. Casey's got to put some work in, man. What and do I going to be handed to him? Casey beat Iowa. He's the first quarterback to do that in however many years, you know. Right. I'm so team Casey. Hey, it's also Mickey Joseph, uh, head coach that was coaching the team. So, oh yeah, right on. Oh, free Mickey and all that. Yeah, free Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's good for him. Uh, obviously, I I'm supporting Casey Thompson. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback that. Although we didn't meet expectations and succeed like we wanted to last year, I think he definitely got us going in the right direction. And obviously it wasn't just him. It was the head, new head coach and all the other coaching staff changes that were made and players kind of coming in and stepping up from the transfer portal. So I, I, I think this battle between him and Jeff Sims is going to heat up. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm hoping that the spring game gives us a lot of insight to what to expect in the fall. Yeah, I think that's all a good discussion on that. I, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, we, we've, we've already seen what Casey can do at Nebraska, which is win four games. So, you know, I think that <laughs> speaks uh, volume. No, I don't know. I think Casey's a really good quarterback, and Jeff Sims was not very efficient at Georgia Tech. He was, he was interception prone. So, Well, like I know Nebraska, we love interception prone quarterbacks. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think it's right to call Casey quarterback, Casey Thompson a four-win quarterback. I mean, realistically, how many games did he score enough points to win? I think no. I, I, I was really, I was kidding with that, really. But I think mean, wasn't he wasn't he hurt towards the end of the season too? He was he was hurt, but also I mean, we were giving up like forty-five points to North or whoever what was uh, fifty-six to Georgia Southern. Georgia right? Southern, you know, we give up a million points to Georgia Southern. I don't know if you. It's like Otani coming out and giving up one run a game, but he plays for the Angels, you know. So maybe Otani's yeah, just a bad yeah. quarterback or something. Huff or scene. Bad pitcher. <laughs> Huff scene for the Angels. Um, we'll move on. I had a couple other Nebraska things to talk about, but we can we can move on. Honestly, what you, only, what you got? What you got? Well, the other just, one was just a, a Tommy Hill redemption arc. I'm excited to see Tommy Hill play this year. Uh, I think he's going <laughs> to redeem himself and just play out of his mind. As long yeah, as that would be awesome, Tommy. Can you remind me of this Tommy Hill fellow? Tommy Hill was our least favorite Husker for a long time. Are you like joking? I say you actually – Is that this guy? Yes. It was the showboat okay. on – I had, I had to make sure that's but who Tommy Hill was. Halfway through the season, they moved him to offense, and remember he was playing like wide receiver and yeah. stuff. And so he's that's back, what he's going to play now. He's playing D, er, wide receiver now? 
Offense. Yeah, he's offense. He's a ball handle guy. Oh, boy. Do you remember when he was returning kicks last year and he would never fair catch or take a knee or anything? He would catch the ball and then he 100% thought he was going into the end zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. Me too. That's why I'm excited for Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill did piss me off when he was doing his showboating thing. Um, But, you know, I love every Husker and it's super awesome. He's sticking with the program and trying to. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to miss the showboating thing, though, because we always made fun of it. What are you doing? No, he would go like this. It would be like second down. He'd do a little. He'd do a little dance after an incompletion, and then they just. He'd and then just he'd give up, give up a touchdown. The next play. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah's just sitting here going like this. Yeah, because he would. Wait, that's what he would do. It's the incomplete, and then they just. No, yeah. I'm, Isaiah, I'm not going like this. No, I don't I'm think going like this. Not this. Not not this. This. This isn't gotta, great content for the, the folks who don't watch the YouTube. <laughs> hey, if you don't watch the YouTube, just watch this two-minute clip of me looking absolutely ridiculous, all right? We got to get a TikTok, and you can post it on the TikTok, guys. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. True, true. I'll just be going like – there's going to be no audio. I'm just going to be going – Watch out for the Power 6 TikTok. Power 6 TikTok uh, coming your The way. last Nebraska Go thing that I wanted to bring up, I don't know if, it, and if, if any of you guys saw this or heard about this, but the single-digit numbers, you guys hear about this? I heard about that. I like it. Yeah. So no one in practice during the off season can wear, or at least until like fall camp, maybe no one gets single digit numbers. So every, all the players have to wear number 10 and up, and then you have to earn a single digit numbers. So if you practice hard enough, the players can vote for you to earn a single digit number. Ooh. Hey guys, question. Do Do you think Trev Alberts is going to give out a single digit number to the Nebraska basketball team after they win a game this year? If he's proud enough, they'll go up for every win. Maybe they can get to a double digit number. I I do a single digit black shirt. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, you'd have to be like the next Indominus Sue. That's an earned jersey. Yeah, Yeah, Sue would have to earn a single digit black jersey. That's the unfortunate thing is that this type of thing does kind of leave out linemen because a lineman is not going to go onto the field wearing number one. Hey, you never know. You never know. Could happen. Even though it's probably, I don't think it can't happen. I don't think it's legal. Yeah, Yeah, I would say I don't think it's legal, but they can try. We're seeing more defensive linemen wearing a single digit right now. We are. Yeah. Mm, But yeah, like edge guys. But I don't think interior linemen can wear. Yeah, I don't think interior guys can. But edge guys can. Tommy Hill zero too. Mm -hmm. What about a double zero? Oh my gosh! I didn't even think about that. What's your guys' thoughts on the jersey number zero? What What do you think about that? I think you have to be exactly like Tommy Hill to be able to wear a number zero. I agree. I would I never wear a zero. I would never wear a zero. I don't think I would wear a zero either. No, I'm not a zero guy. I'm a big, uh, a big three. On you. I, don't, I don't know. All right. Good Nebraska talk. I'm going to say it once again. Super excited for the season. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. Oh, we're do, drinking the Kool-Aid hard. Hey, do we want to go back over our uh, two early predictions? We want to do another one? Because I don't think Devin was here last time. Hey, well, well, see if we'll our minds have changed a little bit. Uh, we covered that last week. I uh, last month. Gonna get, they're going to get five wins and miss a bowl by one game. Oh, and that'd be brutal. Oh, that would be brutal. We're going to get Dylan Rayola, and it's going to be to the moon. I don't know, man. 
I think Dylan Rayola, I think he's kind of lean, you know, this since this month, it's gotten a little bit better for him looking to come into Nebraska, but I still think it's going to depend on how this year goes. I don't really care if we get him, honestly. We got we got Jeff Sims. I think the right things are going right for Nebraska, and the wrong things are happening to other programs that he's interested in. Like, I know Georgia stopped reaching out, and then they had a couple players get arrested. Well, right now his only scheduled official visit is to Georgia, so. Yeah, so – but I think there's – I think Nebraska is doing a little bit better things on that front. Yeah, I can see that. Still a long time, but we could be hopeful. This is true. That's all we have around here anymore is hope. <laughs> exactly. Next thing, uh, Kevin Warren, named synonymous with the Big Ten over the last few years. He officially leaves in a couple weeks to go join the Bears program. Yeah, um, I, thought, I thought we – you know – Saw so he's leaving. I'm like, yes, I'm a Bears fan. Still got to deal That's with the right. guy. Still got to deal with the guy. The one thing that I will say, and I want to bring this up because we gave Kevin Warren so much shit for what he did early in his tenure because he handled the COVID situation about as about as bad as you could have handled it. I think the like starting and then stopping of the season multiple times. Um, Almost every other conference was starting except for the Big Ten. I, th- I thought he just handled that terribly. I want to, I want to give a big shout out to the Chicken Nick Show because I, you know, I listened back from when COVID was going on, and they're saying a lot of it was you know him meeting with university presidents, and he was kind of just the messenger for them. It not necessarily fell um, on him for the entire decision. He's just kind of like, you know. You're running. You're like the head of the Big Ten conference. You got to meet with all these schools to get their decision, and I feel like that probably affected his decision a little bit because you know you want to take their input and let them know that you're listening, but at the same time, you know you're kind of the figurehead and you kind of take all the blame for those that are you're speaking for others essentially. I well, that's that goes with any other position of leadership, or I don't want to say power, but. You know, when you're the face of the Big Ten as the commissioner, you're going to be the one that's taking the backlash of some of the decisions when it might not be you, be you that's making them at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I said. And I wanted to say, too, I think besides the the COVID era, I actually have to give some credit where it's due to Kevin Warren. I feel like he did a, a pretty good job after that. And... He was the commissioner for the Big Ten getting this record-breaking TV deal that they just signed now. Um, you know, I don't know. That's really – it's obviously great for the conference. The Big Ten is now earning uh, far more money than any other conference, and that goes to the schools. So I, I think that was pretty impressive. Yeah, he's done something no other commissioner of any other conference has done. So you can't let that – you can't let that be, not be known. No. Got to give him credit where credit's due. Signed a billion dollar, multi billion dollar contract. So, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to say too that with Kevin Warren leaving, can uh, Ohio State's place atop the Big Ten in football? Is that leaving now too? Because I think it's Michigan now. Michigan is the top dog in the Big Ten. I'd say so. I think Kevin Warren was just kind of like all over Ohio State. You know? <laughs> I think they're both powerhouses. We'll have to see 
what the next couple of years bring. Because obviously with UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten, it's there's going to be competition to see who's going to hold the top spot in the conference. And um, I think we're going to be in for some shocks. And, you know, a lot of things could change with a lot of teams in the middle of the pack. Uh, so that's just what's exciting about it. But I do think Michigan's got the the front the front spot right now. I would say so. And with uh, losing C.J. Stroud and uh, a couple of the other star receivers, it's going to be interesting to see how they replace them. Yeah, Michigan's I, definitely I, in, a, in a better spot. I have uh, no basis for this take at all, but I, I just can't see Ohio State losing again to, to Michigan. Like like three years in a row, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I didn't think no Nebraska was going to lose to Iowa for seven years in a row, but here we are. Granted, we're not two powerhouses, but still, it's a rivalry. Yeah, but Iowa has just been a lot farther ahead of us. As a- so, Headley, right now on FanDuel, Michigan is minus one for the Ohio State game. So, do you want to hammer Ohio State plus one right now? It's crazy that that even exists right now. <laughs> that is just remarkable. Um, but... Um, Dude, Jim Harbaugh, like, I, my whole life, Jim Harbaugh has just been owned by Ohio State. You know, not my whole life, but, you know, my recent football watching years. And um, I just can't see him, like, conquering it. Yeah. No, that's fair. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. It's always out there. He's, I mean, he proved me wrong the last couple of years. I didn't think they were going to get it done, but they did, so... Next thing, did you guys hear about this? I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, apparently his draft stock is going down. And I will read exactly why. This says, quote, a legitimate concern NFL teams have with Kentucky QB Will Levis is his deathly fear of milk. I've been told he screams in terror at even the sight of milk, let alone the taste. It impedes his daily tasks, the source said. I'm worried how he'll fit in an NFL program. Legitimate stuff here. That's not real, dude. That is 100% real. Would you find this on Reddit or something? No. Is that the onion or something? Like that, that can't be real. There's no way that's real. I look up Will Levis fear and nothing pops up with milk. Nice hey, headlines, man. Why Mac- are you peddling that? Milk? No, no, it's dude, hundred percent. The guy it's on is fan-sided. Milk. I, you, what you read is actually word for word right here from delish.com. Food. Yeah. Delish.com. It's, no, it's also on fan-sided. I do see that. It is These from are Jacob. Two sites I've never heard of before. It's Mayo. from Jacob Infante. He's a lead NFL draft analyst. He's on Twitter. And dude, this guy likes mayo in his coffee. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did see that. That was that was weird. But I, I'm no longer. If he likes mayo in his coffee, he's definitely draft stocks lowering one way or another. I think it's dude, a, I'm actually draft stock was so high. I don't get surprised when people like mayo in weird places anymore. Like people just, there are some people that just love mayo. All right, Brad. I, I like mayo. Brad also loves mayo. 
let me search this. Uh, Will Levis. I mean, this is so bizarre. It should come up with me just typing his name. It's there on all these weird websites. Daily Snark. Huh. It is on Reddit. Hey, I. the only way we're going to find out is if he uh, is drafted top 10 or not. If he's not, then that lowered the draft stock, man. Yeah, I I think it was insane that he was his stock was so high in the first place. I mean, he was a slightly average quarterback in the SEC. I think he had a lot of turnovers, didn't throw for a lot of yards, he didn't really do anything flashy. So, I mean, again, I'm seeing this story on Yahoo. I see it on Sports Illustrated. So I don't. I mean, maybe there's maybe everyone's getting spoofed by this claim, but. I mean, I, I, I would believe it because the guy doesn't like mayo in his coffee. So, you know, most people mean put he a does? little. He does love mayo in his coffee. Yeah, yeah I'm saying, it. okay, I'm saying like most people put a little bit of milk in there, you know? Yeah. Like, on this one right here, they got a picture of him putting mayo in his coffee. Will Levis, weird guy. And now we know why he puts mayo in his coffee, guys, because he's not he going to He's afraid milk. of milk. Yeah. That actually, everything is coming together now. I think he might have just had one day where he woke up, drank a glass of milk, and found he was lactose intolerant. And it was just a nightmare for him. Mm. Mm. Because, no, because, Devin, then he would just say that he's lactose intolerant. You know what I mean? He's not. Yeah, then he would be deathly afraid of milk. That he is deathly afraid of it. His bowels would not recover. (laughs) Hey, Max, I got to Max, I got to say it. Nothing goes better with copy than a drop of mayo. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that's I don't know funny. if we can recover the pod from that one. Uh, that, that, was, was, that was good. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay, we are going to move on from that, but just keep an eye on on Will Levis, folks. Uh, next thing: update on the Brian Ferentz points tracker. It is currently at zero, so he could be in some trouble. If those things don't pick up. Um, And then last thing for some of the general discussion here. So power six awards for the upcoming year. So this entire football season coming up, I figure we can think of a few awards and keep a running tally of the front runners. I think one that we can start with is the Cheeto guy of the year award. Brad Headley and myself famously ran into this gentleman in Ann Arbor, Michigan last season. And I think this one's going to go to any fan that any of us run into at any game that just reminds you of a Cheeto guy. That's and they get the award. Uh, <laughs> a, key, a, characteristic, a characteristic of Cheeto guy is cheering when your team gets injured. Um, yes. That, that's a very common characteristic right there. Yeah. Also just um, – generally is kind of a douchebag. Okay. So he's a, he's a puffs guy. So, uh, yeah. Would I get Cheeto finger guy for the Illinois game or Indiana game? Oh yeah. Isaiah, I could very well see you having two or three nominations for this award this year. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. As soon as you said, uh, cheering for when a team's injured, I'm like, all right, I guess I did that. Uh, Max, is this the only award you have lined up right now? Um, 
So that that was one. And again, we'll keep running tabs on that week. The only other one I had is um, we're going to we, Yeah, yeah. But we definitely need more than just this one. The only other one I had is I want to keep a running ranking of the top five week by week of our top five weirdest or most annoying coaches in the country. Right now, I would say leading the way at number one in the rankings has to be PJ Fleck. Yeah, I would agree. That's, that was number one on my list. You know, it's funny. We were asking for Fleck to be our coach at one point. So, Dude, I was not. Speaking of weird coaches, I know he's not a football coach, but Fran McCaffrey is a weird dude. Yeah, he is a weird dude. When I think of weird coach, Fran McCaffrey comes in front of my mind. Yeah. It's a good one for, for basketball, that's for sure. Oh, oh, we should no. I was gonna say Lane Kiffin, but I really like Lane Kiffin. This has to be like annoying. He, he's kind of strange though. If it's weird, we're looking for. Well, if you want to talk about weird, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. He's not a coach right now. Well, he was. I, guy hits be- on cart girls, man. He's married. Who does on cart girls? He's married, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could put we could put Deion Sanders in here. Oh, hundred percent. I'd say he's probably at the top of mine. He, he, you know, he brought his, he brought his luggage, and it's Louis. I'll put a number two right now. And his recruits take pictures with it. And uh, my my question: Does the coach have to be a college football coach, or can it be any coach? In the, in this case, I'm going to say it has to be a college football coach, but it can be a coordinator. Okay, so it could be any coach in college football. Coach. Yeah. Okay. Could be a coordinator uh special teams okay i think james franklin's kind of weird i just don't i think it's the bald guy thing you know what about dabo dabo can be dabo can be freaking weird sprint out of the tunnel is just that's weird that is weird okay i'm putting dabo number three right now we need two more to round out our first ever top five um rankings here Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's almost baggage. It's almost by default. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about, uh, what about Brian Kelly? Brian? Really? LSU? Kelly is a fake story. accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fake accent. Doing the 360 camera. Yeah. Okay. Brian Kelly is four. Yeah, I literally just have a search college football head coaches. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's Jim Harbaugh's weird. Josh Heupel, Heupel, nah, Tennessee's fine. coach. Dude, look at. I should share my screen real quick. This look at this picture of this guy. Oh, fucking Brett Bielema. Dude, look at this. Look at this dude. What's I mean, you can't just. That's a dude, terrible Brett picture. Bielema. Brett Bielema's probably got to take number five right now. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. The uh Golden Corral spokesperson. And then as the season goes on, the offseason and next year, we can definitely we'll we'll update these each week, like the AP rankings. Um but right now we're standing at number one is PJ Fleck, two Deion Sanders, three Dabo Sweeney, four Brian Kelly, five Bert Bielema. I think yeah, that's good. Voting system. That's gonna be a fun category. I I also really like this superlative sort of idea. 
Um, just got to come up with some. I'm not going to get on the spot guy here. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's fine. I just figured, I mean, this would be, you know, we got to make this podcast, just, I mean, a little more stupid. You know what I mean? Hadley, so, maybe you should have read yeah. the agenda. You would have had this ready, you know? I didn't have time to read the agenda this week. I Neither was, did uh, I. Kidding, I had time. I, I was actually think. working this week. You know? actually, good thing you got it out of the way because the Masters is starting tomorrow. Exactly. We just want to roll into the next topic since we haven't yeah, brought up the Masters. That, we can always think of more awards and we, we can we can hash them out next pod and stuff. Wait, what was the other award? Uh, we got Cheeto Guy of the Year, which we're going to have to wait a little bit, you know, to see. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we just have our most annoying coaches ranking. Okay. Okay. We got, we're, ooh, we need to uh, figure out what, how we're going to do this uh, fantasy football. So we talked about doing that this year. What are you talking about? Like we're going to do college fantasy football between the six oh. of us. That? Yeah. yeah. We're offline. All right. This part of it. What did you say, Devin? A topic for offline instead of <laughs> recording. No, I was just letting the viewers, or viewers and listeners know that we're still planning on doing it. It's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah, it's in the works. Hasn't started, but it's in the All works. All right. We can move on from that, though. Like I said, I think we think of a few more Power Six awards to keep track of through the year, keep some nominees in our heads through the year. I think that'll be a really fun bit. So we'll definitely have more where that's Cam and Frim. Our next and last football topic for the night. Um, I think I'm going to switch it up slightly. We're going to go through some teams as they are right now, look at their current win totals, and we're, we're going to see what we're thinking over or under. How does that sound? Okay. Okay. Like a little. You're just going to list, list off the teams? Yeah. So, first one we start with here Georgia. Over under their total right now, 11 and a half. So, if you want the over, they got to they have a perfect season. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go under because, like, that's that's hard. Why would they put? Is that That for? Is is that regular season or total? Yeah, regular season. Yeah, I'm going under for regular season. They did not lose last year, correct? They went undefeated last year. Um, They only lost once the year before, and it was the SEC championship, right? Uh. Yes, I lost to Auburn or something. Sounds right. Honestly, Georgia's schedule is pretty favorable this year. They don't play LSU. They don't play Alabama. I take, I take the over. If Stetson Bennett could win in that on that team, I think any quarterback's going to come in and play pretty well. I'm going to take the under. I uh, I'm going to say I don't think I would. I personally would not touch this line and actually throwing something down on it, but I, I'd have to lean the under. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't touch it either, but that was the first team you threw out to us. No, I know. I know. It's going to make things hard, dude. All right, let's let's uh, let's head back up to the Big Ten here. Iowa over under eight and a half. I'm going to take the over. I'm also going to take the over. They got new, a new, qu- new quarterback. It's ride or die for Brian Ferentz actually has to do his job. <laughs> I like over a lot. Iowa has an easy schedule next year, and you know every like three four years they just pull out a ten win season. 
That's true. What are their crossover games next year? Let me look it up. As long as they have an offensive line, they should easily get eight and a half. I was wondering at first why that was eight and a half, but yeah, definitely the new quarterback situation. Dude, they, yeah, it's uh, I, they're gonna be favored in pretty much every game they play. I think. Yeah, they they miss um Michigan and Ohio State. Their crossover games are Penn State, Michigan State, and Rutgers. Still, I mean, not cupcakes at all. But no. who is the quarterback? It wasn't McNamara, was it? Yeah, it's McNamara. Yeah, he's at Iowa now. And who's the one that stayed at Michigan? I get them mixed up. Uh, oh, God. McCarthy, yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking McCaffrey for some reason. J.J. McCarthy. I went to Ann Arbor and cheered on his downfall like my life depended on it. So you were a Cheeto <laughs> figure guy. No, Cheeto no, figure guy was I mean, four rows behind. For red. <laughs> I was cheering for us to cover. Cheeto guy was cheering for us to leave his state. All right, next one, Penn State. Interesting one, over under nine and a half. Man, I like that over. Last year, they went 10 and two. Only losses were to Michigan, Ohio State, and I think they might just do the exact same thing. Wait, what? That's that's Penn State. What's Penn State? Nine and a half. See, I can see one more game and... (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm going to say over. And I'm going to say really under. For Penn State and Penn State fans, because if they were to be in the West, they would have been in the Big Ten. They would have been playing in the Big Ten Championship like three, four, five years in a row now. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to go under here. That's fair. I think they'll go nine and three. Oh, oh. I'm, I might take the over. Ah. Looking that was at their, a tough one. Looking at their schedule, yeah, honestly, I would I would stay away from this line. Looking at their schedule, I don't know enough about all of the other teams aside that Ohio State's going to be good. Michigan's going to be good. Iowa could be a tough battle for them, but it's at Penn State. They have to go to Michigan State if Michigan State can finally get their shit together. There's, just, there's a couple sneaky games. I think – their toughest games are Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, and maybe Iowa. Would you say Michigan State was their one, their tough, one of their toughest games? Mm-hmm. I think Michigan State will have a good year. Mel Tucker will be out of the hot seat after this year. I'm Heard it here first. Heard it here first, folks. I'm not, I'm not picking Michigan State to win after what they did to me last year. All right, what about this on the, the Big Ten East? So Michigan and Ohio State, both of their win totals are at 10 and a half. So Michigan and Ohio State? Yep, they're both at 10 and a half. I like that. Over for both. Yeah, I'd say over for both. I think they're going to... Michigan's only loss is going to be in Nebraska week four. I would disagree. I think Michigan's only loss may be to Ohio State. The thing is, though, if you're taking over on both, they both play each other. So there's one loss automatically for one of them. So you're saying that they'll run the table besides the the last game of the year? Yeah, unless unless Ohio State loses to a Purdue or a Penn State. 
I mean, you know? Ohio Ohio State's got a tough schedule. Out of conference, they play Notre Dame, who I think is going to be really good this year. And then they're in the East, so they, they play Penn State. They play Michigan State, Michigan. Crossover game, they play Wisconsin and Purdue. I think it's be I think it's be tough for Ohio State. I like Ohio State under because I think they'll win ten games. I think they lose two games. They got that dog in them. I would be I would be more confident taking and betting the Michigan over rather than making a decision on the on the Ohio State line. That That's sense? fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Michigan's gonna have a three peat on Ohio State, and that's the only loss Ohio State will have. I think it, it's all going to come down to the quarterback. I haven't read much, but I have no idea who the starting quarterback for Ohio State is going to be. Dylan Rayola is going to leave high school early, starting quarterback, Ohio State. You're just praying yeah. for the football, man. You really don't want him to come, do you? I don't think he's going to come, man. Michigan has an easy out-of-conference schedule. They have East Carolina, which is sort of tough, but then they play UNLV and Bowling Green. It's kind of lame. They play uh, old Ohio State plays Bo Pelini's old old team Youngstown. Yeah, yeah, in state uh, little game there. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up here with a couple more. This is uh man, this one is probably the most unknown of all teams in college football. Colorado on FanDuel right now, four and a half wins. I'm taking the under. I like the under as well. That team won. They went one and eleven last year, with their one win being in overtime to Cal, who was terrible. They they were a second away from being zero and twelve. Yeah, I think I think what Dion did at Jackson State is something to not acknowledge. I think it was impressive, but it wasn't smash mouth, big time Division one football in the Pac twelve. I think the Pac-12 has some really good teams in the in there right now. Uh, I think he's going to be in for a wake-up call. I agree because he's doing things that those schools didn't do. You know, he's bringing in five stars, um, so that that played a big part in his success at Jackson State or wherever he was. You could argue the same point that he's doing that doing that in Colorado too. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a lot different though. He's going to be playing schools that. Also bring in five stars. It's not just him being the only team in his conference that was getting a bunch of five stars. Yeah, he was able to out-talent other teams in the FCS. You're not going to out-talent teams in the FBS. Everyone, Everyone's going to have at least three and four stars and some five stars mixed in there, too. Um, but you can't discredit that he's probably got the two best corners in college football. Yeah. Season ranking-wise. Recruits, yeah. So... It's just gonna. You're just gonna have to see how it goes. I think the September is it September 9th where they play yep. when they play Alaska. I think that's gonna be a much bigger game than people think. I think that's gonna kind of dictate their the way their season is gonna go. And on top of that, too, Colorado has a tough schedule. They play all Power Five teams except for one game. They play Colorado State. Out of the Mountain West. So, I mean, they, they have a brutal schedule. Hey, he's bringing his lag- luggage and his Louie. Yeah, I totally forgot they start off at TCU, too. Yeah. Yeah, they have a tough – I'm taking the under as well. Um, 
like Max said, they have a very tough schedule ahead of them, especially mm-hmm. starting TCU, then Nebraska. Like they're going to be zero and two after the first two games. Um, Maybe it's going to be, but then they go to Oregon, host USC. They could they could have another one and twelve season. Easily. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. And on top of that, too, I mean, you just keep piling on the the stuff here. But I mean, the Pac-12 was really good last year. They were. Um, so definitely, yeah, tough. They tough. just what all beat I, each other out. Jacob, what do you what do you think? Colorado four and a half wins. I'm thinking under, um, just because they have a really tough schedule and a turnaround, new coaching staff, and everything. Not yeah. gonna be easy. Totally agree. Even with the Louis luggage. It's gonna be interesting, of course, though, with the the change of the playoff, obviously 12 team playoff, and then of course UCLA and USC leaving, what that conference will even look like after after this year. Yeah. Yeah. True. Colorado actually has a beast of a schedule. Like that is tough. They do. It is brutal. Max, do they have one of the toughest schedules this year? Colorado, it'll probably be, I mean, it'll be at least top 20. Um, I could definitely see it being, yeah, top top 10, really high. I mean, they play every good team in the Pac-12. I think they got USC, UCLA, Utah, and Oregon. I guess. Yeah. Just, that's going to be And tough. they're out of conferences, uh, TCU and Nebraska. You know, I, I mean, they don't have they don't have any cupcake games. Even Colorado State, it's not an FCS school. You're playing a group of five school there. It's in-state, tough. Yeah. That's hard. Does not have them in the top ten for toughest schedules this going into this season. Yes, yeah, I just looked it up. It's illustrated. Mm. Well, um, according to the Power Six, Colorado does have a top ten strength schedule next season. I would give them a top ten right there. Ohio according State to has Power the eight. Six, we're our own source now. Yeah, yeah. According to us, yeah, they got a tough schedule. Number one is. South Carolina. I just said I mean, SEC. Give me a break. Didn't hear you. Michigan State's got the number two. Mm-hmm. West Virginia. Who cares about them? Ole Miss. Missouri, they also play. Houston. Uh, Florida. Iowa State. Ohio State. I mean, I'm going to be honest. State. I think the only reason that Colorado isn't super high is because some of these people are undervaluing the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is – a lot better than some they people probably, are giving them credit. They probably have the hardest schedule in the Pac-12. For That's sure. for sure. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do one more here uh, before we move on. Uh, let's let's go with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Right now, it's sitting at five and a half. Over. Kool Aid. Over. <laughs> we are guys. You got to remember, we are a professional, non-biased sports. Commentating organization. It's the off season. <laughs> off gotta, season means I can drink all that Kool Aid. I gotta look at this schedule. Yeah, Oregon has the toughest schedule in Pac-12 via twenty-four-seven sports. A good chance that we start off zero and two, and then if we lose the first game, then we're gonna go freaking four and eight. I I, I like what you you had said before, Headley. We're either starting two and zero or zero and two. Yeah, and we yeah. Last time we played Northern Illinois, we, they did beat us. No, that's that's not true. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's not. We the only the only group of five schools we've lost to over the last few years was Georgia Southern last year, and then Troy in 2018. Uh, where do you guys think um, the Big I'm Ten? Or, 
two games on our schedule that are for sure wins. Two games? What, Northern Illinois and La Tech? Yeah, that's that's all I'm seeing. I, I'm going to go under. We play Maryland. Dude, Maryland was Maryland went to a bowl game last year, dude. Okay, we play Maryland. That, in the Big Ten East, that's saying something. Do you remember when we played Maryland last time? It's like uh, seventy to twenty. I mean, was that like yeah. twenty seventeen or something? It was like twenty. No, it was like twenty. It was twenty nineteen, and we played at Maryland, and we beat them like forty five to seven. I thought we we just we dropped a bomb on, so I'm not worried about Maryland. I redact my statement about Northern Illinois. I was wrong. I must have been thinking of somebody else. But I, I agree with Headley. I think there's only two games on that on our schedule that I. I would say I am 80, 80 to 90% sure we win, and that's Northern Illinois and La Tech. The Big Ten is such a toss-up. I wouldn't be comfortable making a decision until I see how the season's playing out. We play Maryland at home, too. Well, yeah, obviously, now I would say we should beat Northwestern. Weren't we Northwestern's only win last year? Yeah, yeah, that was Northwestern's going to be really bad, too. I do not want to say that. I think Northwestern I've put over, like, the 80%. Win yeah. chance, right? But then again, isn't it a or odd years bad for Northwestern? Or is it even years? I know we talked about this last time, but they I mean, the last in. it was even years were good years, but yeah. last year they sucked. So they did suck. So maybe they're in for a good year. It, it, it's hard to say with the Big Ten. It's so up and down. Such a tough conference. I, I don't see us beating Wisconsin. I think Iowa could get revenge on us this year. Purdue's going to be tough. Michigan, we're going to lose. Yeah, there's a lot of Illinois games. is tough. Illinois is tough. Is there Chase Brown's not coming back though? Is he? That running back from Illinois. I, I actually don't know that I could say for sure on that. I don't know. He should just go to the go to the league. That guy's a stud. I don't know if I, he would. I know. So there's a lot of good running backs in the draft this year. <laughs> I, he's pretty good right back. I do want to say, and I, I want to tread lightly with this, but there's the possibility that Nebraska does start 4-0, and we're going to September 30th. Michigan is coming into Memorial Stadium with two undefeated teams. That could be Just game. Imagine that for a second. Isn't that a fun thought? What? Undefeated Nebraska, undefeated Michigan in Lincoln. I think it seems like a game. Michigan number two and Nebraska number twenty-three. Like, I've seen this before. Oh, you're hundred percent right, Hadley. But the week leading up to that would be really fun, dude. Yeah. We would we'd have college game day potentially that, if we were if we were four and zero going into the Michigan game. I could see college game day coming to Lincoln. I think we'd so. probably be right too because we'd have two Power Five wins. We'd win at Minnesota, win at Colorado. Yeah, something yeah. to scoff at. I think I think the game against Colorado carries more weight than the game that with Minnesota just because of the the hype behind Deion Sanders. I think if we I mean and- I think there's as much hype around both coaches. Deion Sanders just just runs his mouth. That's the difference. He also took two years to turn a know nothing program into like undefeated. So Just like how we talked about how he brought in players that are five stars where other schools couldn't do that. I mean, he had to do basically nothing to bring those players in. It's just because of his namesake. Would you not do the same thing? 
no, the players were doing it. He had, like you said, he didn't have to do anything. Right. He didn't but have it, to do the work, but he's actually going to have to do the work in a a bigger school. He hasn't done any of it so far. I just, I think he's going to flop. He literally tweets on Twitter. I need, I need four big, big boy D linemen to come to Colorado. You, you know where I'm at. And then boom, he's getting big recruits. Bro, it's because of his mouth. That's all I'm saying. And that I'm agreeing with you, Isaiah. But I'm that's why <laughs> I just I think he's gonna flop. Game, and then there's a lot of more a lot more hype around the Colorado game than there is Minnesota. Who okay, yeah, play? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, DJ Flick's been doing what he's been doing at Minnesota for years now. Yeah, we are playing two mouthy coaches that I hate both of them and their schools to start out the years. So that's I couldn't agree more. I don't think yeah. there's a school I hate more than Colorado. Yeah, I they're probably number two or three for on my most hated list texas colorado and oklahoma i have a little bit of respect for texas what oklahoma dude i who cares about oklahoma anymore they're not even close to texas colorado iowa i'm not that wasn't saying them in order oh i was just listing off some teams that historically i fucking hate i mean yeah but honestly, i have respect for oklahoma because we were able yes. to get set up to actually play them again like, that's true I, those were the, the games I was most excited for these last couple of years was watching Oklahoma come back to Memorial Stadium. It was unreal. Now, this Colorado game, I fucking hate Colorado. Like, I don't care. I just want us to smoke them. Yeah. I, I'd love for us to start off 2-0 with wins over Minnesota and Colorado. And if Matt Rule does that, he will have accomplished in two weeks more than Scott Frost did in his entire four and a half years in Nebraska, too. So he has that chance. Well, how many times did Scott Frost lose an opening season game? He only won one. Yeah. When I think of head coaches, I starting out seasons, I, I I like to think go back to the Bo Pelini standard. We are almost guaranteed to go into conference play undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, it's different with us starting off with a conference game, the in like week zero or week one. So that'll week one. You know. That is freaking crazy, though. We have one seasoning opening win in the last five seasons. One. Because we had Ohio State lost. Illinois, we lost. Northwestern, we lost. Who else did we lose to? Well, 2018, we lost to Colorado because the Akron game got canceled. Lost Colorado. 2019 was the one win. We beat South Alabama at home. 2020, we lost to Ohio State. 2021, we lost to Illinois. 2022, we lost to Northwestern. So, and those used to be like the games. I'm like, do I even need to watch? We're gonna blow them out. <laughs> I wish, man. Bring back Bo. Those were the games with the blood flowing. <laughs> when you were smoking an opponent, you're like, oh my god, we're gonna go to the national championship this year. Well, yeah. we haven't done that since Bo. So, no, we haven't. Bring I mean, back Bo. That's why I say that's my standard when it comes to. Uh, how we should approach non-conference play. It's nothing against the teams we play, but we should be expected to go in there and, and win those games. And we just haven't done that these last four or five years. Yeah. It's been tough to start out the season. Anyway, though, we'll get moving on here. That was, uh, I think we should start a petition to uh, bring back Bo. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Let's get into, um, let's get into our wild card topic this week. And I'm going to start by saying just a super quick side comment. 
Max. He freeze? He froze. Oh, Zero. No, Max, oh, wait, wait, are we good? Are we good? You no, froze. You fro- what was your side comment? What was your side comment? You froze there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, I, I was freaking out. It was great timing. Okay. I just have to start off with a really good side comment. Anyway, <laughs> you're froze like this for like five seconds. Oh, that's brutal. I think we're good now, though. I don't know what just happened there. I think we're good. Uh, tell Is Ryan there... to get off the video games, man. You're freezing. Oh, no. This is like, is it okay? It's like week eight all over again. Yeah, let's hear it. What was your side comment? Uh, I was just going to say that the Isaiah chip encounter is at zero. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. good job. Good job. Last time, dude. No, we didn't decide the number. So for golf this year, I was talking to Headley on the phone last Friday, and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to chip in, a, you know, a handful of times this year. What's a He's handful? Like, Give us your number. I'm I'm getting there. He's like, all right, let's let's make a line. I'm like, all right, six and a half. So I gotta have more than six and a half chip ins this year. I, I actually um that's not exactly what happened. It's funnier how it actually went down. You brought up this up out of nowhere. This is how the phone call went. Hey, how you think you're gonna play tomorrow? Ah, good. I think I'm gonna get six and a half chip ins this year. That's like literally <laughs> he had a number in his head, right? Like I'm ready to change the bet to make it more interesting because this is just it's not even gonna be close, man. Dude, I've almost chipped in. I haven't done it yet. I've almost chipped in six times already. Almost and have are two completely different things. I understand. I understand. It's going to happen. And hand grenades, my man. So, yeah. I've, I played nice. I played five full rounds this year, and I've almost had at least ten. So I'm comfortable <laughs> going to three and a half, Tell me man. Thomas, do you think Isaiah is going to hit six and a half chip-ins this year? Max, put it, put it in the Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. Just this. On Sunday, when we went and golfed at Shoreline, we said, Isaiah, when when is the line cut off? Like, when can you stop counting? It's when we can't play golf anymore. 2023 is for the year of 2023. Yeah, 2023. So okay. December at December 2023, at the end of, you know, December 31st. But is that, does it have to be actual golf courses? Or yes. it's not going to be on the – I'm going to be on the putting. I'm going to be on the putting green. And... No, it has yeah, to be, an has actual to be during an actual course. round. Yeah, during a round on a real course can be a simulator. Six and a half is what you're no, saying. No, not a sim. I'm not counting. If I got a simulator hole in one, I wouldn't count. Are you kidding me? I would. That's pretty impressive. Still, <laughs> I mean, I, would, I wouldn't count it as like official one, but it would be a story no, that I would. Yeah, I would bring it up. I'd bring it up for sure. I would just be like, yeah. I'd be like. Max like, oh, yeah, I just chipped in. I'd be like, yeah, but you don't have a simulator hole in one. I would say that's kind of like when someone wins the long drive at Willow Lakes. That's for oh. sure. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much money How much money did you win, Max? Huh? $6. Hey, I won 29 bucko. Yeah, whatever, dude. Enzo, that's what we're concerned about. Hey, I'm in fifth place in All the right. Defender Cup. Thank you very much. Max, anyway. Max and... Uh, let me scroll down here. Max we need to get moving on with the topics here, Isaiah. Ninth place? Dev, hey, want to talk about Devin's round at Willow Lakes? I hey, don't think Devin wants to talk about I it. I've got strategy behind that. I am buffing my handicap, guys. Well, your that's handicap cool. can only max out at 30, so it doesn't that's matter. That's, I just wanted to make sure it hit 30. I had to lose <laughs> a lot of strokes for it to hit 30. Well, 21 plus 30 is quite a bit. 
hey, that's fine with me. Because, you know, next time I go out, I'm just going to be throwing darts. Dart party. All right. With that, before we get into this month's wildcard topic, let's review Barch Madness wildcard topic. We uh we had all of our polls. Did you guys see the results of the Natty? I did, I did not. not. I don't even think I voted for the Natty. It was good life versus Oscars. Number one and number two, it ended with 22 votes. 11 votes each, 50-50. We don't have a national champion. <laughs> what? what? I'm dead serious. It ended 50-50. It did. I would have voted Oscars. Look at that. I would have voted Oscars. That Oscars wins. Hey, hey I, I have a confession to make about this. Um, guys, I voted good life. Oh. It, was, it was an impulse vote because I got Oscars takeout the night that I voted on this. And it was the worst pizza I've had from Oscars in my life. They gave me a bad pizza, and I ate the I ate this bad pizza right before I voted. So it was, you know, it was just bad timing, really. I I will say, voted the day before, I would have voted Oscars. We should we should post the video on Twitter of Devin trying to stick the magnet on the air conditioner. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's why I voted Good Life too. This guy took like 30 throws to get on the... This is a lot harder than it looks. I got it in three throws. Okay, sorry, Isaiah. I'm not as good as you. You know what? My line for chip-ins, seven and a half. For you? (laughs) What, for (laughs) your lifetime? No. Next week, bud. Hey, try to get seven and a half one putts, and I'll accept that. Had that on Sunday. Anyway, hey, I had guys, that in Defender Cup. What what should we do about the Barch Madness Championship? Should we just said, leave it fifty? I said 50? I would have voted Oscars. I say that's not official. We have I to don't have, know how we're gonna figure this out. That's just I have a suggestion. Hear me out. Now I know when we do our podcast recording, there's not a lot done with each other in person. But say we we do a food review, and we get pizza from each place and, and wings. wings from each place, and we all get together, and we do a review. And, and fries. We... What? And fries. And fries, and, yeah. Hey, they both have fried pickles. Let's go. Oh, God. You don't want to review the fried pickles, then. But I'll, I'll order the fried pickles from each one. And then we review it. it. And we come to a collective decision. Maybe... Maybe we just have to crown both as champion. I don't know. Maybe we have to invite both to the White House. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. When have we ever gotten together and said, hey, do you guys want to go watch a game? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go to the good life. We've we've, we've done that. We've done that. We did that for a Monday night game. Once, how many times have we done it for Oscars? We do it a lot for Oscars, right? Right, (laughs) we've done it like at least six times for Oscars, yeah. Over under six and a half Oscars, we're under six and a half Oscars. Also, good life is really out of the way for a lot of us, not for just you, actually, myself. Uh, good life and Oscars are both really close to us, Devin. So, yeah, we got the I'm talking about good life and and Papio. Oh, that's the bad good life. That's, oh, God. That's, that's a good, good life. <laughs> good, good. Good, good. good. good, good. All right. You know, I, we can decide this somehow, some way. 
we'll talk to the the other two guys and and get it figured out. Yeah, and like Jacob said, maybe both have to get invited to the the Power Six White House, but yeah, they just both have to sponsor us. So we're gonna bring the we're gonna bring owner of Oscars and Good Life together. We get it on video. They're gonna do an arm wrestling match, and whoever wins is the winner. I think yeah, if we could get that. Actually, not an awful idea, right there. <laughs> She's like, hey guys, we 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 run a professional sports media company. We're trying to decide the winner of who has the best sports bar in Omaha. You guys gotta do an arm wrestling match. Whoever wins, you're the winner. Um whoever wins, we will yeah. we will record a podcast and a meet and greet at that. At, at your sports bar. <laughs> a meet and greet. <laughs> a meet and greet with the Power Six <laughs> podcast. All six of our listeners are gonna show up, buy food from you guys. A lot of Shut the place down for the night. All, All right. right. We're going to get into the wild card topic this week, which has to be because it is Masters Week about golf, about the Masters. We're going to run through some some Masters golf, some live golf dilemma, and we're you know we're going to give some picks for the Masters. Why not, sir? Um, I'm I'm going to start out by saying that uh, you know I know it's a pretty um, Oh, what's the word? Polarizing topic. You know, the live players now for the first time coming amongst everyone else. I am actively rooting against live players. I'm just yeah, going to say it. I agree. I, behind you. I, no, I don't I'm like live. I'm disagreeing with you guys. I don't like live. I think live's stupid. Their country, if women don't wear a certain type of clothes, they can get killed. I don't think they're representing a country. Dude, the country, is, the country pays for them money, to play but... golf. It's dirty money. That's all it is. I, it's dirty I money. Think, I, I understand, it. but it's got to be some sort of if, money laundering. What if somebody um, came to you and said, "Hey, you can do. We're gonna pay you like ten. Like I don't know how much they're getting paid. We're gonna pay you more than you're getting paid, and also you get a. You only have to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like you're taking that, right? Yeah, I think before we before we decide if we're gonna be rooting against or for, let's ask you guys a question. If you were a PGA Tour player. And you were approached by Greg Norman asking you to join Live for, we'll say, 150, $150 million signing bonus. Would you take it? No, I'd say, suck my fat wiener. This is a family, a very family television time. show. I would have so a I very hard time. Fat wiener. No. I'd have a um, hard time saying no. Dude, the tradition of PGA, you're going to give that away to go make money? Are you kidding me? one day less of work a week and um more money dude they do teams it's stupid I mean, you're not even playing for yourself the live the live format is comically stupid it's so it dumb is. it's it so dumb it's, it's so definitely failing in terms of their viewership so bad that's obvious but let me ask you it in this type of scenario isaiah say you're a a top 25 player on the PGA tour, you're competing in every week and you're winning some, are you staying or going? I think I'm staying at that point. If I know I'm competing and I'm winning some of the time, I'm going to stay. If I'm a big name in golf. Regardless. But now, say, say you're a, you're, you're floating between 115 and 125. Like you're barely making it to the FedEx cup playoffs. And you get approached with a big offer. Are you leaving or going? I'm staying. 
No, at that point, at that point, you want to be televised. You're going to live because you're a scrub. But the thing is, not a lot of scrubs went to live. They were already all the big players. It's no scrubs went to live. I would argue that there are more lesser named players going to live. They got they got Brooks. They got DJ. Big name. They got Cameron Smith. Brooks. Well, yeah, but Kevin. Aside from aside from Cameron Smith. And maybe Dustin Johnson, the players w- weren't necessarily winning on a regular basis. Phil won. That, no, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. A championship like in a couple years ago. There's still, D- I don't know. Yeah, DJ was definitely winning. Yeah. Right. DJ was, and so was Cam Smith. Cam Smith was number two in the world. So that, that you can't ignore. Those guys at that point, I question why they left. Obviously, it was money. And, you know, I, I don't blame them. Money, money has power. People say money doesn't buy happiness. I think they're stupid. <laughs> money has a big influence. But then you look at the guys like Harold Varner, you know, and see, I, I can't even name some of the guys. Uh, what, that went to live? Abraham, Abraham Answer. Yeah. You know, guys that aren't Mito nice. Pereira. Abra- Abraham Answer was playing good golf, though. He for was. For a while. He was for a little bit, but he wasn't ranked super high. Wait, so Mito went to live too? Yeah. Here, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of things. I'm gonna say a couple of things. So I think that the PGA was clearly undervaluing and underpaying its players because they have now this year upped a lot of the purses by tens of millions of dollars. They were getting away with it because they had a monopoly on professional golf. They're the only league. So I think the only good thing for Liv that has happened because of Liv is golfers left and it forced the PGA to compensate their players like actual professional athletes like the NFL, MLB, and all those other leagues do. The other thing I'll say with that is that I feel like these players, before they officially went to Liv, could have gone to the PGA, who gave them their professional opportunity to begin with and provided their the start for their career, could have gone to the PGA and said, hey, we have a golf league that's offering us an absurd amount of money. If you don't up your pay, just so you know, I'm going to have to leave. I feel as though that conversation could have been had to begin with, to, well, to start that out with. That, that wasn't. Yeah, I was. That conversation definitely probably was bad. I, I don't think that conversation ever happened. I think I think threatened to say if you're going to go play and live golf events, you're going to be banned from the PGA Tour. Yeah, and that's the other point I was going to bring up. I would not think it's petty or unreasonable at all for the PGA and other major U.S. golf events like the Masters and the U.S. Open to ban these live golfers because they chose where they want to go. They we had players stick with. Yeah. I agree. The system and format that there is, and you had players leave. I do not think it would be ridiculous for the PGA and stuff to to ban these players and be like, "Hey, you chose your way. You're not coming back now. We've upped the purses and the tradition and all this stuff for our current players who stuck with us and wanted to to hash things out." I agree because the PGA and all the majors that's tradition. That's what golf has been for. And that's however, what Will Zalatoris said. Yeah, however Zalatoris long golf a- has been golf. Zalatoris got a live offer, but turned it down because he said for two big reasons, he's already making millions and major wins and PGA wins and all that history being getting in the record books with like Tiger Woods means more to him than, than what live could offer. Yeah. Well, right. I got a team championship and live like, what does that even mean? Nobody cares. I mean, it's yeah, still I, an individual event. Like you're still playing individually, 
but your overall place as a team matters where your individual teammates end up. I have two, I have two points as to, you know, the, the majors banning them. One, the masters has already started doing that. The, uh, the, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting this correctly, but the chairman, you know, the guy that runs the masters, he came out and said he intentionally did not invite Greg Norman. Yes. With golf stuff going on. So you can already see that a past champion was not invited. And could that change? Yeah, it could. I definitely think I, depending on how it goes this week, there could be some changes where they're not invited back. Um, but I do think they have viewership and money in the back of their minds. I think they're, it's kind of exciting to see the live players and the PGA players come back together for an event because you are really getting the best players in the world competing for something again. Oh yeah. That's when why I'm was, so excited this week. Right. And I, I would agree. I'm excited. Dustin Johnson was my favorite, was my favorite golfer before he left. I, I loved watching Dustin Johnson play, you know, on the PGA games, I'd always play as Dustin Johnson, you know, he's just awesome. But when he left, it's hard to watch live golf, you know, when it was on YouTube. So that changed, but being able to watch him this weekend is going to be fun. <clears throat> So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Now it's it's funny to it's important to note that all of these big name players, and I saw it this morning from Dan Rappaport. He made a video on four play four play pod for Barstool, but all those big name players have not played well at dur- during their appearances on the Live Tour. They have been kind of sucking. They have I mean, all this. This week, if you guys would like, I understand if you want to cheer against live golfers. I, I really liked it. There, and I think Boo-lift. this whole live thing has sucked for the sport of golf. I, for one, have not watched as much golf since live started. Um, just because, you know, not all the big names are in one spot. But how awesome would it be if going into Sunday we have, you know, Dustin Johnson and, and Rory tied for the lead? Like, wouldn't that just be so great? That would be that would, awesome. That'd be great for the game that, too. It, any live golfer and any PGA t- golfer tied for the lead going into the last day would just be so awesome. And I don't, I don't think it's absurd to put your money on Cam Smith this weekend. The dude was no. playing the best golf of his life when he won the Open. Well, now he's playing like shit and live. So it's well, it's hard to it's, say the guys, it's hard to say the guys are playing like shit because they're playing less. They're not having to play in as many tournaments. They took the money and left because it was a more lax and they wouldn't, it wasn't as serious of a league. So I could see why that's why they're maybe playing worse. Well, yeah. So they're not going to play good when it's more serious. I feel like. I think if they take it a little bit, they're professionals, but they're, you know, they're used to playing in these live tournaments now where it's more lax. They don't take it as serious like it's hard it's hard to change your mindset from where you were at one point go relax and then go back to more serious I, I don't know masters is the masters like this yeah. is just golf is the most mental sport out there I was talking about I totally this stuff I, I do think that the live product has been really bad so far and it's almost seemed like kind of a joke because you watch videos of the of the tournament and there's like music in the background and there's not that there's not a ton of fans and the fans that are there like talking you know, in the background of like swings and stuff. Um, and the, the format is stupid. I, I just, 
I don't know. It's just not do it. It's not doing golf right, and that's another reason why I've not liked live so far. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's going to be a a great matchup this weekend. I'm curious to see where where the live players fall on the leaderboard because there have been Last. great players. There have been great players on the come up. You know, Max Homeless playing some really good golf right now. Those live players leaving really opened the door for players like Tony Finau and Matt Fitzpatrick to kind of come up and start winning some. So it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be the best of the best in the world, and I'm excited to watch it. Will the live players be wearing shorts tomorrow? No. (laughs) I think they would get kicked out. (laughs) They would definitely get kicked out at that point. That's crazy. Like, it's, I mean, this is a profession. They're going to work on in shorts. That is a ridiculous rule to me. Like, they, they can wear shorts. You're saying, like, on the live tour? Yes. Like, that is just crazy. No, that is crazy. I think that's why it's a joke. That's why it's a joke. I think it's kind of acceptable. I mean, there's you gotta you gotta imagine the and we'll talk about this later, but the par three contest, their weather conditions were like 90 plus degrees. You know, they're 90 there. Jeez. It's gonna be chilly there this weekend, though, in Augusta. And yeah, they do got they do have some rain forecasted, which really sucks. But today the humidity was so bad that they said it was like 90 plus. Jeez. I granted it might not be the most professional look because golf was brought up as a as a gentleman's sport, you know, very classy look, like people wearing dress slacks and you know the sweater vests and all that stuff. So that's why the pants have continued to stay, but as they should. It is going to be 50 and rainy for the weekend there. That is just tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, do you guys have everything out uh, live live wise? And yes, I, I'm, I'm. Do you, I guess the last question that I might have is is do you think that if a like if Brooks Kepka or, or DJ wanted to all of a sudden go back to the PGA, do you think that the PGA should let them? You know, Absolutely. I, I don't think they're allowed under their contract. I saw somewhere. That no, no, made, not their, their their live contract, no, but I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically. I think they've already made up their mind that they're not going to allow players back. Um, they made it pretty clear that they are going to be banned for life if they decided to leave. Uh, but even if they wanted to, I think I saw that they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily have the choice because they would be fined, like, four times their signing bonus. Mm-hmm. So a hundred million dollar signing bonus would then have to owe the the Live Golf League four hundred million. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> but I I really think that they should they should allow them back. I mean, the PGA has just not been that exciting for the last year or so. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's been awesome, but there really has not been a great storyline, you know, in a while. You know, I used to love watching, you know, um, Bryson and Brooks, just like that petty going drama, at it, petty drama of of golf. Or, or I agree, Reed. man. I, I do miss that. Him do his. He, I loved watching Patrick Reed's antics. I I don't I miss Patrick Reed when everyone's together, or when all these great players are together. That's why Liv is stupid. It's stupid, but still, like the fact that the PGA—I mean, we're okay. I'm done. I'm done with the the live talk. I... Yeah, let's, let's talk <laughs> it's about. Very, it's very frustrating. Let's talk about the yeah. masses in general. I, you know, I want yeah. to hear your thoughts, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, yeah. I 
Scotty Scheffler, man, he could go back to back. So I, 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 I still, just, he's playing great golf right now. I put money down on three players to win, and that would be Rory, John Rahm, and Will Zalatoris. I got those three. I can't complain on those. I would, I would put some money on those guys too. I, I mean, like Rory and John Rahm have never won the Masters. I think they're due. I mean, they've been a couple of the two best players in the world for a long time now. Well, neither has your twin, Will Zalatoris. No, he, he's only been on the scene for a couple he years, not though. But he's won a major yet, has he? No, uh, he has not, but he's finished second like three or four times. Will Zalatoris, oh, I guess he won one of the uh, PGA Championship events. He, he, hasn't won, he hasn't won the PGA Championship. But no, he's, he's, it's like a, a two-week event or something, right? I don't know. I, he got a PGA Tour win last year, but his first one. But he's been super close in a lot of majors. I hope they do a full swing episode for him, season two. Mm. So I can just see Max on my TV. <laughs> this guy, Max looks just like Will Sally. I don't know about that. Pretty close. Will's out Torres wears a lot skinnier pants than I would. Um, Will's Torres is a guy that like that hits the ball three hundred yards, and you just go, "How? How did? He, how did that man do that? You know? How did Max <laughs> win longest drive on hole four? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you guys are actually the same, dude. Longest drive hitters. You're just sitting there. Damn, dude. That guy can. Really, that guy's got some torque in him. All right, hold on. For those of you that don't know what Will Zalatoris looks like, I think honestly I don't see it. I think if anything, I think he looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy. That's what a lot of people say. That's where it's came from. Will Zalatoris is tall. Kind of looks like Max. That he looks nothing, nothing like, like Max. Go to that does that doesn't. Go to that first picture in the top left. This the looks first like one Max. definitely though. When he wears Dude, a oh hat, my god, is that an alien? When when he wears this, a hat, I guess this, a little. This doesn't look not, like it. No, this picture. Him, this picture. I when he was. I mean, in this tournament, he looks like Max. I don't see it. Okay, Max if if he wears a hat, then he's like, I don't know, skinny white dude with blonde hair. I guess yeah, it's Max. Yeah, yeah. When he wears a hat, maybe. If he's not wearing a hat, he's like you he's said, he's a little bit of an alien. I This guy looks like he came off Mars without a hat. I want to talk about the history of the Masters and get some of your guys' perspectives on it. Well, obviously, obviously, history lesson. They do. They do. No, this this is fun stuff. Fun stuff. I like they, it. It's fun. They do the dinner. So Scotty Scheffler got to pick the menu for the dinner this year. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts and what you thought of it. You know, he did cheeseburger sliders, fire, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish, and then mm. skillet cookies. That's a pretty good menu. That, that, menu. that sounds so good. Complete 180 from the year prior when Hideki Matsuyama won. Well, Matsuyama had a great master's dinner. He did. It was all assorted sushi, sashimi, and nigiri. Nigiri, yeah. Yakitori yeah. chicken skewers, miso glazed black cod, Miyazaki wagyu, and then Japanese strawberry shortcake. Yum. I think mm. three different sides of the spectrum, but both sounding fantastic. Um, but aside from that, we also had some action today. We had the par three contest, which 
honestly might be one of my favorite things about the Masters. The guys get to come together with their families and bottle holes are stupid. It was awesome. Seamus Power hit back to back hole in ones. Like, what are the odds of that happening? Boo, Did you say it? Scotty dunked a hole in yeah, one? Yeah, I saw he the video. The hole in one. Like, in, three, yeah. how far was the hole? Uh, one fourteen, I think. I would have to look up how long hole nine is. It was like a wedge, but he he dunked it. So Scotty him, who was in his group. The three guy, the three guys all teed off at the same time just for fun. So they all they all swung at the same time. They counted on three and they shot it. And Scotty dunked his ball. Trying to find a video. Slam dunk breaks hole at. Uh, it's on the PGA Tour's Instagram. Well, I don't have Instagram logged in on my computer. Oh, well, I will. Try are you guys? Uh, let me know when you guys are ready for a. a... Masters trivia question. Sure. But yeah, so it was a super cool event. Bubba Watson actually almost had a second hole in one today. Um, it's great for the fans. It's great for the players. A lot of there's a curse that if you win the par three contest, you won't go on to win the Masters. So that's when most of the time the players actually just don't take a score. They have their caddies putt or their kids are playing on the course. So it was just a really cool thing to watch today. I really enjoyed it. All right, what's so real the trivia? Quick, trivia question revolves around the Masters this year. It's got like three-ish parts to it, but it's all really the same question. So right now, it looks like the favorites for this year are Scotty Scheffler and Rory. They're both at plus 700 right now. Can you guys tell me which player and in what year has had the best odds in history to ever win the Masters and even take a shot at what those odds were? Tiger. I would guess Tiger right off Tiger, 2004 plus 200. Yes. Okay, we have Tigers correct. 2004. I would say Tiger in – it would have been him one of his earlier years. So I want to say it was like – Got to be between 99 and 2005. Um, Max, lock me in for Tiger, 2004 plus 200. Okay. I would say I would say 2002 and his odds. He was honestly probably favored. He was probably a minus 100. That's crazy. Minus generational golf from 2000. Minus man. Yeah. I I don't know if it was minus. I feel like plus 200s even. What are you saying, Jacob? Back to back. I want to say like 2001 and say plus 500, something like that. All right. You guys are all really close. Y'all had Tiger. None of you got the year. I would have thought it would have been earlier, like you guys said as well, but it was actually 2007. Hey, that was the closest. Wow. And it is unbelievable. He was minus 125 no. against the field. Wow. Yes. Evan, I thought you were an insane man for saying that. <laughs> Dude, I thought plus 200 was insane. Minus 125? Against the field. That is insane. Wow. wow. Playing some damn good golf. All right. Can you guys and see he, my screen? And he won that year. Yeah. He yeah, won yeah, it. Yeah, 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 uh, I, think, I, thought he, I think he finished second, actually, in 07. No, he, he did not win. Uh, this is from the PGA Tours website, so I can give them credit if, you know, they try to come back for us. But Scotty Shufflers, uh, obviously, he's right here on the right. Um, so it's going to play audio. So I actually no, I'm, don't I'm gonna, share the audio. I'm going to mute the audio. 
So just watch watch Sheffield over here, and it's a little blurry for whatever reason. Wait, so they all hit? He dunked <laughs> yeah, it? They all hit at once. Scotty Shepard's ball is right here. Yeah, yeah. And he just dunked it. Dunked it. Obviously, you can't hear it hit the flag stick, but they, they show it in slow motion because right before that, somebody else hit a hole-in-one, and they thought that the guy had just left his ball in there, but it, it was Scheffler's ball. Yeah, because there was three balls on the, the fringe there. Well, yeah, because the ninth hole is historically known for them to let their caddies tee off. Oh, okay. So like, all of their wives and girlfriends will hit the ball. Their sons and daughters will hit the ball. So there's going to be more uh, Kim, Singwoo Kim. His Kim. wife actually – his wife actually had a better tee shot than he did on that hole. All right, you guys ready to get our, our picks in and, and wrap it up? What do you guys think? Should we just do like three picks? Because, I mean, I said three guys. Oh, or do you want to do like – you just got to do straight up one guy. I like I like top three. Top three. I, I mean, you said right. Rory. So I'm going Rory, oh, John Rahm, Will Zalatoris. I'm going to go Rory, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler. Jacob, you want to go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Um, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> aggressive. I like that. So uh, Headley's next episode. Headley's no longer with the podcast. All right. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting paid to do thirty less minutes and I don't think ten that's times pay, man. Somewhere else. Yeah, I think Live Golf is paying Headley. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Um, for me. I want to go Rory, but this is Rory's kryptonite. He has not been able to get a victory here yet to to complete the career Grand Slam. I just don't think he can get it done. I love Rory. Rom's playing out of his mind, so I got to put Rom in there. I do think Scheffler's going to re has a chance to repeat. He's playing unbelievable golf. My two dark horses. I know I'm going to go three. I know. I think Max Homa's got a better shot than uh, this other one. But keep an eye out for Tony Finau. Tony Finau could be your sleeper pick. Sure. I think Homa's sure. more my sleeper pick. I, would argue, I, also, I think Homa's playing very good golf, so he has a very good chance. But I would argue he's not so much a sleeper pick because of the, how much he's been, how good of golf he's been playing. That's true. I mean, I need to go to the old uh, Council Tucky get on FanDuel. But, I mean, my top five, I would throw Homa in there and then John Rahm. But you got to go before 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm not going to make it, tell you that. Lie. You just have to lie bet it after round one or whatever. Yeah, I'll just go there after work tomorrow. I may do that. But if you're looking to get a pre-bet in there, there's a bunch of, like, Bob Does Sports has a promotion – that boosts your odds by plus one thousand. Woo! Up to ten for up to a ten dollar bet. If you put ten dollars on someone to win, you get boosted by a thousand plus one thousand. That's nice. Take Rory, Rory, get Rory at plus seventeen hundo. Yeah, that'd be, be some good change right there. One hundred seventy bucks, baby. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up though it's i think it's been a longer pod somehow but that's okay there's a lot of actually really good discussions so wrap it up <laughs> wrap it up. well is that is that all we got max yep that's everything ready for the masters man let's get going
Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, you know, kind of a shorter pod. Well, not very short. This was not a short Short, pod. short football pod. You know, off-season, we're getting on these all off-topic topics. Um, if you guys are into golf, check out the Masters. Don't listen to our bets. We don't know anything, um, as you know, from the football season. And uh, that's all I got. You guys got any uh, further comments or anything you want to say before we end this thing? Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. We do appreciate it very much. Jacob? Um, go live. <laughs> oh, God. Power 6 signing out. <laughs>